Welcome to the Life Beyond the Summit Faith Journey Podcast for Men. I'm your host, Steve Crowdis, and Andrew Platts is with me. Ken is still out on this uh, healing process with his uh, re- hip replacement. But Andrew, it's the new year. This is 2023. It's hard to believe that we're in it already. And we're in it a week and one day. And you know, one of the things that really strikes me, Andrew, is that uh, every year, toward the end of the year, people begin to think about what can they do for establishing a New Year's resolution. And it is the most common, you know, you would probably agree, it's the most common conversation toward the end of the year and even in the beginning of the year. But most people have resolved by the by January 1, what they want to do in the coming year. And the statistics, you're probably aware, uh, are dismal in terms of how well we do with it. In fact, some people do so poorly, they'll lose it within the first few weeks, maybe month. Well, a few days. A few days. I mean, the statistics are really pretty awful. Um, but it's interesting because look what that word means. You know, resolution is really means to be resolute. It means to be determined, committed. Uh, disciplined. It means to be um, a, a visionary who's going to cross the finish line of what they have resolved to do, right? And yet the statistics are so dismal in terms of how we perform when it comes to the concept. Yeah, I think people uh, have bad habits. Um, they, you know, overeating, right. um, too much TV. Um, they have sins they want to get out of their life, smoking, maybe sexual sins, things, things that are pulling them away from, yeah. from the Lord or just things that, that in their life have, have, they've seen have brought destruction, maybe relationships. And they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm changing. It's yeah. a reset yeah. for 2023. I'm resetting this. I'm going to do something different and I'm going to change. And you're right. They make a commitment but they're, I think the stats have got to be well over 98% fail. Well, you're probably or right. Maybe it's even higher. And I mean, the sad thing is, too, you know, a lot of times if they give up in that first week or two or three or a month or two, they'll say, I'm done, and they just let it go for another year. I mean, some people literally will say, I'm done. I'll start fresh in January. I'm not, I don't know what the st- statistics are on that, but there are people that do that. Once, once you've given up, I can relate to this in terms of food eating. You know, my doctor wants me to lose 65 pounds, and it's such a battle for me. I mean, you know, I start, I'll get going on a track that will be taking me down healthy uh, lifestyle choices. And, you know, all it takes is kind of blowing at once, and you get that taste, you get this sugar back in the system, and it's like, you're, it's like your body is fighting with your will yeah. to want to win. It's mind over emotion. I think, I think the eating thing mind over is body. probably the one thing probably we can all – join in and yeah. say, yeah, we understand. Yeah. Like Andrew has a super high metabolism. You know, he, my co-host here, Andrew, that we're, that's on the podcast with me here. He, he says that what he eats, it just doesn't affect him. Yeah. Well, I think and it's what unusual. I eat affects me. Yeah. I mean, well, most people, me. most yeah. people want to lose weight. I mean, that's true. That's probably the number yeah. one. If we, if we, if we had done a little research on this, probably the number one interest is in physical health. Yeah. Getting weight down, getting in shape, getting ready for the summer. You know, the, we're hitting the window, winter solstice. Get through the winter, come out in the spring, able to put on the bathing suit. You know, get the tanning oil out, <laughs> get buttered up, and get good looking. Right? That's really common. You're right. Well, who physical. doesn't want to feel better? Who doesn't want to feel better? But I, the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about resolution, Andrew, is because this is also a good time in the body of Christ for any of us as Christians to think about what can be some some 
substantial resolutions that we can make as Christians that will put us on a course to grow in our faith in the next 12 months. And, you know, I, I will say, let me, before I before we dive into that very deeply, Andrew, I think sometimes we can bite off a bigger chunk than we can really digest. And maybe taking this in a year's bite is too much for any of us. But, you know, even the one-year Bible plan, really, really, if you look at its origin, it came out of uh, an, uh, a uh, the identification that the body of Christ does not read the word very much. There is, it's a hard thing for a lot of believers to get into the word and be consistent in it. So they came up with a one-year Bible plan, which required, generally it's four verses, you know, a, a verse or two right. in the Old Testament, a verse or two in the New Testament. So you got kind and of And then Psalms and Proverbs. And Psalms and Proverbs, right. And then uh, the idea was to get you, get your, wet your whistle, and maybe drive and, and create a, a thriving interest in reading God's Word and studying it. It's but, actually, I think it's a good idea. It is I, a I don't good think, idea. There's not, I don't think there's a negative. Um, there I is think no negative. That, but yeah, I, but I, but one problem with it is that I know people that read it and they become a slave to reading it, and it's all about getting through the material, less about what am I, what am I embracing, or what am I learning, or what am I gleaning, or what am I, you know, how is it transforming me? There, many people are so. Oops, my goodness, I missed yesterday, the day before. I got to catch up. So it's all about catching up and being on schedule, right. which is great because I think God can use that too. That's better than not reading it at all, but. It, it it too can become a distraction to deeper levels of meditation and reflection and learning and studying For and sure. so on and so forth. But um, so, Andrew, what do you have? You know, outside of we talked about before we get into the the need to to resolve to be in a deeper relationship with the Lord through His Word. Um, do you have resolutions that you know? I don't make resolutions. I some decades ago, I just gave up. <laughs> you gave up because. Um, the failure rate is so high. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm probably not a big planner, and I, I'm not right. a big planner. And well, I'm, I don't, I don't, frankly, I do wing a lot of things. And, um, you know, I don't sit down with pen and paper and plan out kind of like um, all my issues. I just, so I, I, I don't, I don't make them anymore. I will tell you though, since you know. You you mentioned isn't it, this is before this you mentioned sometime that you know every day we wake up and we begin again a new day oh yeah so you go to yeah, sleep yeah, with was... problems you wake up and the Bible says His mercies are new every morning so in some ways the year is new um, it's yeah. a new time to to get your act together and to see clearly so I think my I don't have a I have an ongoing resolution. And my ongoing resolution is to not go back into the sins that I've had before and not move backwards in my faith. And I'll tell you, it's it's not that hard to do that. You know, God, and I was telling you too, Steve, that God can give us a form of understanding, and he wants us to walk in that understanding. And the more understanding we get, the more he gives us. If we're faithful, if we're prudent, and we and we're we're um pleasing and we're seeking him he'll 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 enlighten us through his word i just don't want to go backwards i don't want to say god's given me all this understanding but i'm choosing not to walk in it so i guess if you had to look at it like in terms of re- i my resolute mind is saying i want to i want to keep going i want to keep running this race and improve 
in my understanding of oh, who he good. is and what the word is, even if it's just a little incremental every day or every week. Mm-hmm. I want to get better at serving him, better at loving my wife, better at helping people. I want to grow. I want to grow as a Christian. And, you know, that requires, you know, that requires a commitment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, that that's interesting. Yeah. We, we had that discussion. You're right about the, the beautiful, the beauty of the reset that we get on a 24 hour cycle basis. Every day, the Lord is giving us a closure and every day he's giving us an opener and every day is a fresh new day. And I think, you know, that, probably taking the resolution concept on in a 12-month sequential way is a little much. If we could just look at it, forgetting what lies behind. You know, Paul said this, forgetting what lies behind, straining toward what lies ahead, um, moving toward the upward call, responding to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I forget. What is your resolution? Well, I would say my resolution, well, definitely there's the weight issue. I've got to work on the weight. Um, but I don't want to take it in a 12-month bite. That's too big a bite. It's it's like if you go to the gym and you think, I, I want to look like that guy tomorrow. Well, then you won't come back tomorrow because right. it will take way more than one day. It'll take many tomorrows to get to where that individual is that you're aspiring to be like. And it's the same way in the Word. I think, I think if we can take this incrementally, every bite, a small bite, um, and ask the Lord to reveal himself in – any way, shape, or form, he can. But I, I, I there's. Oh, no wait way. a minute! You're on to something there. You're on to something there. Say that again. You said, well, you said in incremental bites. Yes, in every way, shape, or form. Yeah, that that he can transform me. I want to be transformed. Yeah, in, incre- in, incre- really in, in incremental in bites, small incremental bites. Yeah. It's they really do add up. They add up, and so so let's let's tell the audience. You know how how do you how do you take incremental bites every day that add up? Well, you know, before we go there, yeah. I'll just say that in terms of your question regarding my resolutions, many of them would be the same as yours: a better marriage, uh, better at serving people, better mm-hmm. at loving people, better at loving the Lord, better at becoming more and more sacrificial in my expression of life, uh, less and less less uh, egocentric. Get right. that out of less me, of whatever. Steve, more of the Lord. Less of Steve, more of the Lord. Um, all those sorts of things. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. And so now let's talk a little bit to your point, Andrew, um, which we wanted to do anyway. You know, the Bible is an interesting thing uh, on an annualized basis. Globally, did we twenty did we say twenty million 20 a year? Twenty million uh, copies of the Bible are sold a year. And there's a point to sharing this with you. In fact, the first book ever printed, the, from what I could tell from research, was in 1455. The uh, the Gutenberg Bible. The Gu- the Gutenberg Bible was the first literary work ever to be printed, and of course, there's Guten- the beginning of the printing. It press. It was the beginning of the printing press, but it's interesting that Gutenberg chose to print the Bible, and so not only was it the first book ever to be bound and printed, um, it is it is consistently the best selling book globally, by by many fold. I I think even in the United States, the best seller is like the best of the best sellers is two, three, four, five times lower in annual sales than the Bible is. So the interesting thing about that little bit of statistical knowledge is, Andrew, why, if that's the case, we should be in very, very good shape spiritually. But as a world and as a people and as a nation, we're fairly weak. We're becoming more and more irrelevant. And I think 
you know, if I can, the, the interesting thing is when you look at some of the statistics, many people, I know I have f- at least four Bibles for me as an individual. I've actually been How buying Bibles. I, I may have as many as 75 Bibles or 100. 75, but most but of I have those stored are up to be, giving to be away. given away later. Yeah. Um, uh, during a, dar- a period of darkness, yeah, that may, yeah. may come upon us and certainly will, you know, uh, prophetically. If the Bible's ever outlawed? Yeah, we need to be able to give it to somebody. Somebody, sure. But so Andrea is seventy-five. But in terms of your actual interactive use, maybe five or six. Actually, engage my one favorite Bible. I actually have it right here. It's the New American Standard. Oh yeah, but I've got about two or three others. Yeah, and my sort of favorite, just from the standpoint of reading, not necessarily for literary accuracy or theological accuracy, but the NIV. Now, Andrew doesn't really like the NIV very much. But I like it, and I, I'm not. I understand. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good Bible, best, no question. It's a good reading Bible. Yeah. I like the way it reads. But I, but I have to say that unless we take up His Word, unless we, as the as the Bible itself says, meditate on His Word day and night, unless we do that, it's of little more value than any other book in our library. Well, let let me let me say this, kind of give a, a little overview sure. here. That your resolution is my like my resolution. Resolution. I don't talk. It's a hard word to say. Resolution. Yeah, resolution. Four syllables, but um, it is to get closer to God. Yes, and to absolutely. serve Him. And so I I kind of interrupted you and said, okay, incremental bites every day. Incremental bites every day. Yeah. So, you know, I think the story of this podcast to whoever's listening is. How do we succeed mm-hmm. in in that? It's probably a resolution that all of our listeners have. I would think if you're if you're striving with us on a weekly basis, or you pick this podcast up every now and then, you know it, you know our hearts, and that is to share the word with you. And it, I think the audience wants to get closer with God. And I think the purpose we're trying to bring, or the light that we're trying to bring to the audience, is the way to do that is through the knowledge and the understanding and the love of what we call the Bible. Yeah, you know, something I want to encourage all of us in, listeners and Andrew and I as well, it's really not a resolution if you have not resolved in your heart that you're going to do it. It may be a commitment or a desire. That's true, that's but, good. But I want, to, I want to make that, that's why I really wanted to talk about resolutions, Andrew, is because a resolution is a, a final process to arrive at a conclusion and a, and or the the finality of something and if you fail in that resolution is it really a resolution you don't really have it what happens well, if you, you weren't fail? really resolved you weren't really resolved I, I mean it's a dangerous word to use unless we intend to use right. it properly from my perspective i think we should take the word and i think the reason it has lost uh it has lost um significance in society even in secular society is because of that very thing no one's resolute. Well, no, that, but people, happen. people, their words don't mean they like don't mean what anything. they used to mean. Right. If a man gave him his commitment, or then that yeah. was his word. I think it's. I think it's one thing if we say, "I desire to," "I wish to," "I would like to." It's another thing to resolve to, and and I want to encourage all of us, myself, Andrew, and you guys as listeners, to have resolutions about your walk with the Lord. Resolve in your heart that you're going to be in a deeper place tomorrow than you are today. And and I would I would interject this speaking about the Bible. Most people get this, but there may be some that don't. So let me just say this nice and clearly. Sure. You cannot grow in faith in your Christian walk with the Lord 
if you're not giving value, a very high value, to knowing God's Word. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that prayer only... Well, I guess what I'm saying is the Word is essential, is absolutely essential. This is the way God has revealed Himself. And this is how we get information and ideas and clarity from the Holy Spirit. It's through his word. Yeah. So for those who are like, okay, you know what? I pray a lot. I'm good. Or I sing to the Lord. I love to sing to the Lord. I know I'm breaking this down very elementary. And I'm good. Okay. Or I like to write. I like to write to the Lord. Or I like nature. I'm a, I love to go on a Hiking lake. Or yeah, or whatever. Or... And I'm always talking to God. Right. And I'm telling the audience right now, that is not the model that Jesus gave us. He says that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is what Jesus said to the devil. It is written. So I'm, I'm trying to say that we need to look at the word differently. If you haven't and, and look at it as, as the, as Proverbs would say, Proverbs would say the tree of life. It is the tree of life for those who take hold of her. And if you haven't given that value to the word, if you, if in the, in the new year of 2023, if you want to succeed in the kingdom of God, you have to introduce the word more in your life. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's really uh, not unlike a balanced diet. You know, if you, if you're some of these diets, in fact, just for a little, little side note, rabbit trail for a moment, some of the strict diets, are, are not sustainable because they are so disciplined in one particular category. They're not sustainable. They don't really, they don't really speak to the way we really live our lives. Right. Right. So they, they go down what, like talk about paleo or any of the, I don't know all the names of the diets, but they're the Mediterranean diet, you know, many diets are one path yeah, and they exclude everything else. And we can't do that very well with dieting anymore. We can't with the word with, with a relationship, with God within that context, we need a healthy dosage, a healthy mix of well, word, like if you just prayer, had starches, one hundred percent starches, yeah. Where, where's your? Where's all the other parts of God's nutrients, like you know, vegetables and right protein, protein. I mean, you, you just can't live on potatoes your whole life, right? Right. You'll you'll and you'll, to your point, some people, you know, it's it's all about a particular piece of the puzzle, yeah. Um, some people go to church every time the doors are open. Well, and they I don't also, read their word. I also think that it's it's not that people. Probably, I was a little maybe too black and white there. Let me just explain it this way. Um, some people look at the word. I know a guy. I mentioned this guy. He was a, he's a guy. He was a repair guy. He came in and he's in as he was leaving. I said he said hey I knew he was a Christian. I said hey so and so, you know are you are you reading the word? Are you meditating and and thinking about the word he says well i have this on my phone so he showed me the, oh, the yeah, little the brown app. symbol it was the yeah. bible app. i have the, and he says i get the i get the word of the day every day so i look at that and so think about that steve and and think about that audience he's looking at a scripture every day how long do you think it takes to read the scripture maybe 15 seconds oh yeah 15 maybe seconds. less maybe yeah. five yeah and that's his daily diet yeah. and i'm saying that and he may justify it, and I didn't talk to him about it. He may say, well, you don't understand. I'm praying all the time. I'm worshiping him all the time. I listen to Christian music. When I get into nature, I talk to him. And I'm saying, okay, that's fine. But 
a balanced, healthy Christian life is more than reading a scripture for 15 seconds every day. You have to take a dive into that scripture. Yeah. And that's kind of where this podcast is trying to end up. Well, here. yeah, and that's and really that is you're you're right, Andrew, even speaking to the podcast. We the whole intention of the podcast is to encourage those who are listening to a deeper walk with the Lord. A deeper, more intentional, more expressive, more engaged, more intimate experience with the Lord. And and we cannot get there. I mean, this is one form. You may be getting now if if all you're getting is a podcast here and again, that's not enough either. You, no, absolutely you, not. It's, we, we, would never, we would never suggest that this podcast or any podcast be a substitute for your personal relationship with God to be engaged in through his word, through prayer, through podcasts, through worship, through right. whatever the case may be. But, but it's when we get off on these little you know, sort of tangents with things then we kind of grab a hold of them that they become habitual to us that they aren't of great value. I think if you look at the full counsel of God, it's it's his word, it's prayer, it's serving. Those three things, serving, including the notion of loving your neighbor as yourself, loving him first, even as, as he's commanded, and loving your neighbor as yourself. It's really seeing life from a sacrificial perspective, like yeah. Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't consider equality with his father something to be grasped, but he humbled himself. Yeah. And he was engaged in every aspect of his relationship. Um, he was the word, so he didn't have to read the word. But he was obedient to the word. But he too. was obedient to the word. He did subscribe to the word, um, as as it was written and known in the day. And but the point is, there needs to be this balance. But I think the big the big key here, Andrew, in order to get to be resolved, you take this in a small bite, incremental way. And I'm talking likely. Maybe uh, maybe as a maximum on a twenty four hour cycle, you you have a day that opens, you have a day that closes. Make that day as unto the Lord, and 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 it doesn't take. You don't have to spend an hour. It's really it's not the amount of time. It's the quality of the time, not the quantity. If if, if you know, I I feel like I can get a lot done in a few minutes with the Lord, but it's only because, and I'm not excusing giving him less time, right. But I'm saying I feel like my relationship with them is deep enough and, and regular enough and communicative enough that it's it's always right there. I mean, I, I don't have to dig. I don't have to look. I don't have to, you know. Right. But but in that short, let's just say it's 15 minutes, okay, just about right. a minute right. on it. But you're storing up the word in your heart. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In that 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And that, that word, so you're like, what does that mean? Well, you, you've read a scripture. And you're meditating, and you're on thinking it. about it. Yeah, you're let's thinking, just let's, let's make it real simple. You're just thinking about the scripture, yeah, just all day long, and then and then you'll maybe go back to it. You'll maybe read it again and go back to it and keep thinking about it, and that could go on for days. And as those days click on, maybe to weeks, God is revealing those words to you, one word or two words at a time, and you're storing it up. You're paying it. You're giving it attention. You're inclining your ear and your heart to that word, and this is this is different a different way of reading a book than we read traditional books. With traditional books, we just read it, the thought comes and the thought goes. Whereas the Bible, you're storing up the verse or verses in your heart, so you'll you'll memorize it and you're storing it there so that you can bring it out of your mouth or bring it out of your imagination or bring it out of your thoughts. 
as God gives you revelation, you're sto- it's stored up. Think about this, Steve. Speaking of the Gutenberg Bible, Jesus died, let's just say, in the year zero, okay? It became one from B.C. to well, A.D. Well, yeah, sure. Okay? It took almost 1,600 years for the words that only the Catholic Church had stored away to then be printed in a on paper. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, 1,400 years. What did people do for 1,600 years? Or let's just say, if you go way back to Adam and Eve, we're talking another 2,000 years. So now we're at 3,600 years of mm-hmm. not having a book. Mm-hmm. You said it before. You said it was passed down. What was passed down? Words. Oh, yeah. Sure. Words. Words were passed down from grandparents to parents. Stories. From parents to children. Words. From children to their children. And what do you think those words went? Yeah. Some of them they probably wrote down, but a lot of them they were just memorizing. Yeah, they went into the hearts scriptures. And minds. Right. They didn't have right. the full word, but yeah. they heard. They probably Steve and I, I. I would just. I'm just guessing out loud. Hundreds of verses they stored up in their hearts, and they clung to them. They're like, I know this is from the Bible. I've. I, they've talked about it at the Catholic Church, or I've had a friend tell me, or my mother, mm-hmm. or my my own daughter told me, and they stored it up. Well, this is all you're doing every day here now in 21st century. We're doing the same thing. We're storing it up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I think of okay. Here's here's a simple one. You know, Andrew mentioned um, uh, you know reading reading a line and then meditating on that line all day long. For example, Psalm one nineteen one hundred five. It says the word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you take a scripture like that and you just, you know, just that's a simple one. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you just think, okay, Lord, how does that apply to me? You know, right. so you, and I'm, I'm not saying we need to discuss that right here and now, Andrew, right, but I'm right. just saying if you take a very simple scripture to Andrew's point and you meditate, make that the scripture of the day, maybe you read four or five verses, maybe you read a chapter. Again, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. But you take out it during that quality reflection on his word, you take one or two lines out of out of out of a paragraph or out of a chapter, and then you meditate on those. So you've kind of gotten the context of that line because you've read the rest of that sequence of scriptures. But then you work on that particular scripture. Here's another one. Um, Psalm one. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Yeah, that, so, there, there's, a, there's a... And it there's says a, blessed yeah, is the man. I was going to say that. There is an automatic spiritual blessing yeah. for that man yeah. in his whole life because yeah. he has he has given attention to one. his word. Yeah. And he's put the word. So I'm. We're talking about resolutions here, right? Okay. I think every single Christian who's hearing this right now, including me and you, our resolution is to love His Word more in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Put a much more greater attention to what it has to say, and don't ignore it to your own peril. Don't ignore oh, yeah. it. And you know there are statistics about there out there about the number of times that we read a Bible in a weekly period of time, and the impact it has on our lives. There there are marked, measured, statistical results for those who find their way into the Word, meditate on it day and night, and become blessed because of it. And there really are. I mean, I, I, I is it really? I, yeah, there I, are. That's, there that's are statistics wild. about the number. 
the more that you're in the word, the more enlightened you are. So like science has proven that the word has a great impact on people. There's definitely an impact that's measurable on the life of a believer, really on the life of anybody who wants, who chooses to read his word. Yeah. But the other thing that's beautiful about the word is that it is the gateway to salvation. We don't know salvation if we don't know his word. It is because of the word right. that we're introduced to the concept of right. salvation. God has shown his character, his love, his oh, intentions, yeah. Yeah. who he is. Um, it shows the history of the world. It shows the history of the church. All it, it, it It's life. The Bible says it's life and yeah. it's living. Yeah. And so... You know, I, I told the story before I grew up Jewish and I am still Jewish, you know, because both my parents are Jewish in Los Angeles. And um, our family had plenty of turmoil. Um, when you don't know the word, you know, people, a lot of emotions, people yelling, yeah, growing you let, up. You act out of your flesh. Yeah, and sure. all, the whole time on the bookshelf was a Bible. And I barely even knew what the Bible was. So no one in the house picked it up. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, it just sat there. It just blows my mind. It sat there. I don't even think it was dusty, but it sat there. It's the tree of life, and mm-hmm. nobody, nobody went to it. We went to therapists. Yeah. We went to books. Just figure it all we out. We went to school. We talked to our friends about our problems. We, you know, think of all the way you solve problems, okay? You go to the TV. You listen to Dr. Phil. You listen to Oprah back then. You get uh, advice on TV from psychologists. All these other voices are telling you how to be a good person and Mm -hmm. how to resolve issues. And yet the whole time, this book is never being opened, Steve. How many times is that repeated in this world? And none of those things. They they will produce in any of us temporary... temporary I don't want to use the word resolve. Resolutions. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll... provide temporary relief from whatever okay, that's we're, a better word it's a better word yeah. from whatever we're dealing with but nothing provides the lasting assurance the lasting peace he talks about giving us a piece of pastoral understanding i mean folks the whole idea of this podcast and it will always be and we will repeat ourselves a lot with various scriptures that are that are very transformational but the whole idea is that there is life in his word and it's the only place that we find lasting, sustained life. We do not find it anywhere else. We'll find assistance through counselors. We'll find, I'm not knocking that profession, nor nor the medical community, the science community. But all of those solutions are only temporary relative to the word which is permanent. It's eternal. It's eternally settled. I agree. I I think God God has made the word that there's no excuse for any... um, person in the world no matter what your situation whether you're into drugs or you're a very simpleton you've never been to high school or college uh you're downtrodden you're prideful there's no reason that you can't go to the word and god will not help you so so you know i heard i heard this guy once say a while ago he says well i don't like to read that that's not an excuse or I don't. I just don't have time. That's not an excuse. Or I like to do so and so instead of reading the Bible. That's no excuse. Or I just like to pray. That's no excuse. Or I just, I just like to get a verse on the Bible app every day. That's no excuse. His word is not to be casually read, like a a novel. This is yeah. these are different words. The words in a novel yeah, aren't absolutely. living. Yeah. These words 
are to be prized and put close to your heart. And you seek you seek God in his word. You say, what does that mean? Try it. Yeah. Try try yeah. pulling it close to your heart, a couple verses, and see and just keep it in your heart, like we just talked about yeah, five see minutes if that ago. Doesn't and see, see see what happens. Yeah, see you if, know what? See if he doesn't open up his great, word. That's a great point. If you're a skeptic about it, let's say you're a believer, but you're and I would it's not my 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 mind or heart to take your salvation away from you. I don't have that kind of power or control. But let's say you're genuinely a believer, but you feel very defeated. I guess our challenge, Andrew, would be to any that feel that way, and I know there are actually many that do. Um, there are a lot of walking wounded, a lot of walking dead, a lot of a lot of really hurting people right. out there, male, female, you know, whatever. Especially in today's society, with the divorce rate and yeah. all of it, it's just really we're, the world's become chaotic. But um, I, I dare anybody to take even just a line. To your point, Andrew, I want to reinforce that. Take a line of scripture, like for example, look at this one. This is a great one. Maybe maybe we get off the phone and you work on this one. Mm-hmm. Psalm 19, I'm going to read 7 through, oh, I'm going to read 7 go, go through, seven what, through to 11. Uh, 11, yeah. Um, keep in my reward. Yeah, yeah okay. 7 to 11. Listen to this, you guys. Uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. Wow. I mean, just meditating on that. I, I encourage yeah. any of you... Um, well, let me let me give a quick description in, in, in a few words. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. No matter how downtrodden you are, and your and your mind is broken, and you're confused and in fear and in doubt, the law of the Lord is perfect. He will restore your your mind and your thoughts. Yeah. The testimony yeah. of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. No matter how simple you are, He will make you wise spiritually, and that's really all you need in this world. The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. It brings joy and hope to your heart. His yeah, precepts. Yeah, it gives yeah. you, a, it, 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 you can look at the world um, with brightness and hope. The, um, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Mm-hmm. It talks about uh, fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And also a fool says in his heart, there is no God. Yeah. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. In other words, there is nothing more true and something to stand on mm-hmm. than his judgments. They are all right, every mm-hmm. single one. And all these are more desire than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. And the Bible says in Proverbs, there's nothing more desirable wow. than knowing him and his word greater than all the fortunes of the world. It's greater than, you know, all the gold. Yeah, and all the fortunes of the world yeah. are based on the gold standard. Yes, wow. that's right. And this is better than the gold standard. Yeah, and in verse 11, I'll stop here. It says, moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. So this is both, think about this, Steve. Your servant is warned. If you do not keep Embrace his word yeah. and get to know it and keep it, You're on the be wrong warned You're on the wrong to side. your own peril. Yeah. Yeah. It will become destruction to your own life. But on the on the contrary, if you do keep his word, 
in other words, obey him, there is a great reward. Yeah, look at this. Another way to summarize what, what Andrew just read and what I read initially was, I'll run down through these primary words that are followed by the word the law, statutes, precepts, commands, fear, decrees. They are perfect. They are trustworthy. They are wise. They are right. They are joy-filled. They are radiant. They are pure. They are forever. They are firm. And they are, all of them, righteous. That's the law, very, that's very the good statutes, Steve. the precepts, the commands, the fear, the decrees. I mean, all of those things, you, you just run to the end of the line there, and it uses the other words. They are perfect, trustworthy. They are wise and simple. They are right. They are filled with joy. They are radiant. They give light to the eyes. They are pure. Well, they are firm. They are righteous. And they're more precious than gold, than much refined gold. Excellent. I don't know what else. Can, well, I, I'll I, say this. I mean, it's just like, I mean, you broke on. it down, right? You did, what did you, you took all yeah, of I the, just took yeah. the words following the word the, yeah. Each line says the, and then the, and right. you know, the precepts, the law, these, and, you, and then you the, took the reward and then I took the reward. So first the, all the things that are definitive of what his word is, and then all the, I guess it would be what verbs or, yeah. I don't know how to use this. I was never good at English in defining how words are used. Um, that's okay. Is it a verb or an adverb or an? Um, it? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Only, it's not a verb. It's not an action. I'm not but, an English teacher, folks. But that's okay. But, you can tell we're, we're in a low. Yeah, but let me just say this. If you go to verse 11 one more time, <laughs> if you focus on kind of the last verse, moreover by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Great I, reward. I would just say this. Well, how, I, I guess I guess what it's saying, Steve, is um, be warned. Yeah. In keeping them, there's great reward. In other words, be so I would say this. Maybe people are saying, well, what, what exactly does that mean to you? I would say this. That means for be resolute in 2023 yes. to oh, spend man. more time thinking about that word. Be warned. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, Good. you know, God always warns us in his yeah. word. If you don't, um, that will have consequences. One way or the other, there are going to be good consequences, or if you don't put any attention to the word at all, or or even maybe go backwards, there's consequences because you're not going to get all the blessings that he gives us through his word. That's right. Boy. Oh, it's it's just, yeah, really, it's overwhelming. I mean, I, it, and yet it's, it's really so, so simple. It, it it's is. Not it, yeah, the, it is not complicated. It is. Yeah. Although it, it is well significant in that Jesus is referred to as a stumbling block because in order for us to get but, to the Father, we have to lay But it is down. simple. It is but simple. It is simple. The, what, it's what, not what, complicated. Tell them in simple words how it's simple. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. Well, I'll, I'll just put it this way. He's asking that? us to pay attention to his words. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, More that's attention it. to his words. Yeah. And let the word do its work. Just let it do its work. Give it some time. Right, Steve? Yeah. Give it some time. Yeah. I was showing Steve the scripture earlier today. Um, it's Proverbs 3, verse um, 18. I've mentioned this on the podcast multiple times. So here we go again. She, being, pro, being wisdom, oh, wisdom yeah. is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And blessed are those who hold onto her fast or hold onto her tightly. So... 
just because the word is there, it's not going to impact your life unless you do something about it. You have to take hold of it. Take hold of it a little tighter this year. You know, yeah, amen. squeeze it, look yes. at it, pay more attention. Just give it, give it more. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's a great resolution. If you want to have any resolution, to it, ours is to know God more. Well, guess what, Steve? We have to give more time to knowing him and seeking him. And if we get confused, we go back to his word. We go back to his word. We go back to prayer. We go back to singing to him or thinking about him or talking to him, uh, serving him. But we always are going back to the word to, to know him through what he's provided us, which is perfect in every way. Right. You know how I talk about frequently the, how the devil comes to kill, steal and destroy, which is a direct, uh, uh, direct, uh, manifestation of God's word because it says that is true of the devil. But I think I want to encourage you to be careful about using the, the word uh, resolution, making it a resolution. If you're going to make it a resolution, don't let failure in that area allow the devil to get in and defeat you all the further with condemnation. So maybe maybe you, you're, you're reflecting on the idea of, of the notion of growing closer to the Lord this year through his word and prayer and serving or whatever however that may define itself or manifest itself. But you're not sure you can actually resolve to do that. Because I, I want to encourage you, if, you, if you're going to, I mean, I encourage you to make a resolution, but don't do it if you can't keep it. Then just have maybe the desire to get there. and Because the devil does come to kill, steal, and destroy, and he will take every ounce of energy away from you, and he'll introduce the concept of shame and condemnation if you do not fulfill what you mm-hmm. desire to fulfill. So be careful with the word resolution. If we're going to use the word resolution, let's be resolute about that word that I'm, this is a yes and an amen. I am going to do this, but you know what? The other thing is we're a week and a day into the year, into the year 2023. It's not too late. It's never too late because remember what Paul said, forgetting what lies behind straining toward pressing on to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And we know the word says there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So as you begin to move a direction, taking steps closer to the Lord through prayer, through the word, in particular through the word, but also prayer, uh, again, a balanced diet. We don't want any uh, an overdose of any one particular uh, channel or approach to, to knowing him more deeply. Did you have something you wanted to say, Andrew? No, well, I was going to finish with this because I think we have to wrap I it up. I have the but, advantage of looking at Andrew. I can tell you he wants to say something. <laughs> I said in Proverbs 3.13, it says, Blessed is the man or woman who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Now, this is wow. through the word. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, meaning any jewel, and nothing... Steve, nothing you desire compares with her. Wow. Well, let me kind of say maybe as a, as I begin to kind of wrap this up for today, Andrew, let me say that there are those of you sitting out there that are saying, I've done that before. I've spent a month. I've spent two weeks. I've spent three months. I've spent a year. And I really didn't see or feel any significant difference. I would offer this, this very minor but also major advice. Consider that you might be approaching your resolution with an agenda. And I I think when we go before the Lord, there has to be no agenda but his. 
you know, we, we've spent, we spent three or four sessions on this, the good soil and the soil. It's not about the soil. The soil is preparing itself for the seeds arrival and beyond the seeds arrival, the seeds harvest, the seeds performance in the soil. And so I think if we, if we go, Andrew, you can chime in on these closing thoughts if you want, but I think when we go with any agenda, I know, Andrew, I know so many people that, that are agenda driven and it's really no wonder to me that they're disappointed that I think that's one of the reasons I really do as simple as, as it may be, maybe it's oversimplifying, but there are Bibles. I mentioned the volume of Bibles sold. Now, this isn't one time. This is every year. 20 million Bibles a year are sold, I guess, it's globally? I don't know. That actually, I think it's nationally. Yeah, I think yeah, it's U.S. It's possible, yeah. Well, there's 300 million people in this country. Yeah. I think it's 20 million a year in this country. You all can look that up. It's a stat available online. Just search number of Bibles sold annually in the United States. But the point is, that's every year, year in and year out, day in and day out, and yet there is not great transformation of the body, and there is a continuing uh, a deconstruction of the faith. And I believe, I believe with all my heart, no one will dissuade me of this. It is because we have approached God with an agenda. We have to let go of our personal agenda. Remember this, last thing I say, I promise. But Jesus said he considered not equality with God, anything to be grasped. Now remember this, he was the Trinity. When Jesus was on the face of the earth, he was uniquely Jesus. He came in a transactional format that we could relate to. The only way he could he could remit our sins was to come in our likeness, in the likeness of man. He was made in the image of man. But he was also God, and he was the Holy Spirit. And he did not consider his own identity to be anything to be reckoned with. But instead, he favored honoring the Lord and, and, and fulfilling what his duty and, and responsibility was in this on this earth. And it's the same for you and I. You know, we may see benefits. We may pray and we may get prosper. These things could happen. But the guarantee is that we'll walk in a peace that passes all understanding. And that has got to be ultimately our objective, to love him with everything in us. The only way we'll get there is through knowing him. And how do we know him? But through the word of God and through prayer. Well, Gosh, you guys, it's so good to come to you. I know I say it every week. We are so honored to do this podcast. So honored that the Lord has allowed us, enabled us, given the wherewithal to buy the equipment to do it. We love you. I I mean that sincerely. We're praying for you. Just encourage you this year. And I want to say, I'll use this word, resolve in your heart to be in his word and be on your knees figuratively and literally in prayer know him and be known by him until next time god bless you we'll see you on the next podcast